you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Even if you have no money, no credit, and no experience in real estate, for just $9.95, you too can achieve financial freedom. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Sorry, folks. This is not 1990. And no, you're not watching late night television. You are listening to or watching the Queer Money Podcast, episode 312. And today we're sharing nine ways that you can start house hacking. Find out what house hacking means, what's required to do it, and how it could 10x your fire strategy or simply reduce your living expenses. Now, on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Gainbridge sponsors the best, including the Indiana Pacers, Indiana Fever, Indiana 500, and the Queer Money Podcast. That's because Gainbridge believes dedication is an essential component of success in every community. Visit gainbridge.life today. So for those of you who didn't get it from the intro, that was a Carlton Sheets reference that we started off with. Uh, Carlton Sheets. Old. (laughs) We're we're dating ourselves. The Carlton Sheets was a big real estate guru in the 90s. And uh, I think my dad actually even bought one of his collections to get into real estate investing. So that's that's what inspired us to use that intro. (laughs) Right. He would teach people how to buy their first property. This was shortly after... He got really big shortly after the housing crash of the mid to late 80s, and he started teaching people how to buy property at lower cost and turn around and sell it for a higher cost or rent it out. Do you mean there were financial challenges (laughs) and housing crashes before 2008? (laughs) There definitely were. (laughs) I thought everything was a panacea during before 2008. Right. All right. So the part of the reason why we're talking about this is John and I are going to be sharing a little bit more of a new adventure for us. And that is, we are going to start house hacking. By the time this episode goes live, we will most likely no longer be living in Las Vegas. We will be on our way to our new home, our new destination, where John and I are going to start house hacking. So what is house hacking? (laughs) Well, the traditional definition of house hacking is generating income from your property, most specifically from buying a multifamily unit, such as a duplex fourplex or how many of the plexes that you want. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But of course, DFG has a rainbow definition. Right. Exactly. It it really, for, for us, the idea of house hacking is using any property that you either own or rent as a way to either reduce or eliminate one of your biggest expenses in life. And that's your housing expense. And maybe even possibly generate more money than just eliminating that expense. Its potential could be even higher. Yeah. You could go from house hacking to having a real estate empire. (laughs) And we'll talk about that at the very end. Yeah, But there are some benefits and there are some drawbacks. Even some people might think some of them are are risks, but some of the benefits include uh, that you're able to generate a little bit of income as David alluded to. 
Um, you're able to generate income that lets you invest and save for something specific, such as uh, we'll, you'll talk. We'll talk about this more in depth. Such as generating some income that you can use to put towards down down payment of a home, um, if you don't already own a property specifically. Um, you can reduce your tax liability. You can generate income enough income to have your mortgage or rent paid in part or ideally in full, or you could generate enough income to become geo-liberated, <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> retirement plan where you're generating enough income that that's subsidizing your lifestyle wherever you decide to live, whether that's somewhere in the US or somewhere abroad, as many of our listeners like to do. Yeah. So I think that the point here is that house hacking is a way to generate a spectrum of income. For some folks, they may want to do some house hacking that only generates maybe an extra hundred or two hundred dollars a month, but there are maybe some folks who want to go to the other end of the extreme and they want to generate enough money to allow them to live exactly the lifestyle that they want. At that point in time, it's not necessarily house hacking anymore, but it most likely started with some form of house hacking. Like sexuality, it is a spectrum. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the potential drawbacks or risks to doing this. House hacking may mean that you have to do something like manage tenants or property or manage a property manager. Um, it <laughs> Managing a manager is hard. Right. <laughs> it definitely means that you have, because you have income coming in and most likely expenses that go along with that, all of a sudden your taxes get complicated, right? It's not that easy to just start making money on this. There are actually very specific tax forms that you do have to fill out. Yeah. So TurboTax might not be your friend anymore. You might actually have to hire an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a can be expensive. Yeah. And, and one of the other things about this is there may be years because of circumstances, a variety of different circumstances, but there may be years or timeframes when you are not earning any money, right? You may have expenses that offset the money that you've brought in that may basically means that you're flat or maybe even lose money that year. Yeah, some, it's not always an upward trajectory when you're starting any kind of business and real estate is no different, right? Some you could start the first couple of years where you're making a bit of a you have a bit of a loss, right? Of course, if you're doing your taxes right, you might be might be able to carry some of those losses forward. Yeah, that's um, true. But it's it's not always an upward trajectory for everybody. Yeah. The other thing is, is depending on the circumstance, and we're you know we're going to talk about nine different ways that you can house hack. But depending on which one you're using, you may end up living with people you don't necessarily want to <laughs> live with. It may not be your partner or your child or your immediate family, or you may find that you are living with people who you didn't intend to live with, which we know sometimes can make things a little bit more difficult. Yep. <laughs> also, this truly does need to be treated like a business. When you're house hacking, you need to manage it like a business. And some people just don't want to have that risk of having to manage something. And finally, there are expenses associated with house hacking, whether that's increasing insurance or having to pay for wear and tear, the common things that happen to a property you may own or a property you may be renting, you may have some additional expenses you hadn't planned on. So there are some benefits and some drawbacks. And of course, the whole goal here is to make sure that those benefits outweigh the drawbacks so that you are generating some income and potentially making your life better, that you're adding some value to your life, maybe marching yourself 
towards financial independence or marching yourself faster towards financial independence. Really, that's kind of our goal with the podcast. Again, we've said this before is to help more LGBT folks think about ways that they can build not only financial security, but financial independence so that we have much more financial confidence in ourselves. Exactly. So let's hit those nine tips here, Mr. Schneider. All right. So the very first house hacking is the traditional one, the one that we mentioned in the outset, and that is to buy a multifamily property, whether that's a duplex, triplex, or even more. And really what's happening there is you're using the rental income from the other units to offset you living in one of those units. And to be honest, that's exactly what John and I are planning to do. I thought you were going to say Jay. This is Jay person (laughs) who's buying a house with you. John and I are going to be purchasing a duplex. And basically what we will be doing is we will be reducing our living expenses by owning a duplex where we can rent out one half of that. As we've mentioned before on the podcast, we don't pay ourselves a significant amount of money. We pay ourselves somewhere in between 50 and $60,000 a year combined. And because of that, we have to keep our living expenses low. So this is one of the ways that it helps us keep our living expenses low but it's also helping us getting on the path to having some real estate income. Exactly. And I'll tell you, the, the, we were so tempted to get a fourplex or a sixplex or an eightplex. It gives the feeling of being more of a, a real estate magnet, right? Um, and there was that temptation there, but we had to continue to dial ourselves back and say, you know what? No, let's with our first property, let's stick with the duplex. Let's not make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, we've done some of these other strategies that we'll touch on later, but so this is really the most logical next step for us to do. Right. And and I will say, you know, if you make sure that you're following us on Instagram, the Debt Free Guys feed on Instagram and checking out our blog at Debt Free Guys, because John and I are going to start to document this process, this journey that we're going through. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Right, exactly. (laughs) And really kind of the idea for us doing this is to help more folks in our community see that, that this is possible for them too. Exactly. But you don't necessarily need to buy another property. You don't even need to own a property to be able to house hack. Tip number two here is to get a roommate. So you might be renting an apartment from someone that has a spare bedroom and ideally a spare bathroom for most people, but you could rent out one or more of the extra rooms that you have in your apartment. Or if you already own a home, uh, you don't necessarily want to buy another investment property. You could rent out one or more of the rooms uh, that you have in the home that you already own. We know several people who have done this. And in fact, Dave and I did this several years ago when we were both still working for our W-2. There was a colleague that we were working with who only needed to be in Denver a couple of times I think it was like twice, a, twice every two, two weeks, weeks, two weeks out of the month, two weeks he, out of the he month was in Denver. So it made, it made no sense for him to have to rent an apartment in Denver on a monthly basis when he was only going to be there two weeks maximum each month. So we actually rented our room out to him. Fortunately, we had a spare bathroom as well so that he could have his own space. We could have our own space. And it worked out great for us because he got what he needed. We got a little extra money that we could use. To, at that point, we were already debt free, but it gave us that much more money that we could put towards our investments or other goals that we had. Yeah. And the reality is, 
is what we used some of that money that we earned when Michael was living with us. We used some of that money to furnish our apartment, our, our condo in the way that we really wanted it to be furnished. We had a little bit of extra income and that extra income was used to buy a new sofa, was used to buy a new coffee table and chairs and dining room set. We used some of that income to replace some of the expenses that we would have brought on over the, that year. Exactly. Yeah. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community through access to credit, tools to manage debt and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. Number three is to move in with someone else, right? And rent the house or condo that you already own. One of the, the things People that- People are probably twisting their eyes and, right now. <laughs> right. One of the things that you may need to think about here is, do you want to potentially downsize your life here? Um, and the reality is, is that we know folks who have done this as well. They owned- a house or a condo, and they realized how much money they could get from that by renting it out. And they decided to do that and move in with someone else as a roommate or get an apartment with other people as a group of roommates. And that allowed them to reduce their living expenses because they're the property that they owned was offsetting their expenses. Actually, it was Jeff Underwood of Homo Money, who we had on the podcast uh, I can't remember which episode, but several episodes back, this is one of the strategies that he employed when he wanted to get on his path to financial independence. Again, the whole purpose of this, the focus here is, is to kind of strategize, how can I help either earn some money toward my goals or reduce the, my living expenses that helps me get to my goals faster? Exactly. Tip number four is to Airbnb rooms in your, your apartment or your home that you already own or are renting. Um, you can do this a couple of weeks out of the, the month, a couple of weeks out of the year during uh, seasonal events that might be happening in your area. Episode 163 of the Crew Money Podcast, we interviewed Ziona, who actually did this. Um, and in some cases, you can actually swap places with people to help reduce some of your expenses and use any extra money that you want to put towards any goals or to put towards a down payment for a home. Yeah. The, one of the, the ideas here with this is when you want to rent, let's just say you decide that you want to rent your place one weekend out of the month. Find somebody else that you know that also wants to rent their unit for one week out of the month or is willing to allow you to live with them while you're renting your place out, and then you can you can split the income from that. Again, this is not something that's going to make you fabulously wealthy, but it's a way for you to generate some income or offset some of your expenses. And really what we had talked about with Ziona on episode 163 was how to progressively build your Airbnb empire. And that's what Ziona did. She built up her investments and turn them into Airbnbs by starting off with having roommates that she would allow, they would, they would switch off. There would be times when they would be able to Airbnb the place that they lived in and they were out of that place. Heard a rumor about annuities? Cut out the noise by visiting Queer Money podcast sponsor Gainbridge at gainbridge.life to learn more.
the number five here is oftentimes when we have um, a home, we may have other facilities in that home that could potentially be rented out. Not necessarily meaning that we need to move somebody in, but here is this is something we've seen happen a number of times, and that's people rent out their garage as a storage unit for other folks who need it, right? We know that in the world today, it seems like there's an explosion in these storage <laughs> facilities and these storage facilities are not cheap. It costs hundreds of dollars a month sometimes to rent a pod or to, to rent an eight by 12 storage unit, right? So you may have a garage space that you're not using. Maybe you don't have a car or maybe you have extra garage space can you put it up there on Craigslist or uh, somewhere where you can find people who may want to, to store their stuff in your place and you generate some extra income from that? And this is one idea that we're possibly considering right now because the property that we're going to be buying has a gigantic garage, extra space so that you have two cars in there, plus a whole much more room, as well as an attic in the garage or attic space in the garage. So we might actually do this ourselves and be house hacking kind of two ways to really cut our expenses. Number six here, which is what I was getting a little bit premature on earlier, Airbnb uh, rooms out of your house or your apartment or Airbnb your house or your apartment during special events throughout the year. I know when the DNC came in to Denver during Obama's campaign, or I guess, yeah, during his campaign, all sorts of people in Denver were renting out space because the, you know, all these people from all over the world, in fact, were coming to, to Denver to, to watch there be a part of the DNC. So there are people who are renting out spaces. We know of several people who have done this around the country during the Olympics. You could also do it during the Final Four or All-Star Games, anything that indie races are happening in your area. Maybe, if, especially if you don't like those events or you don't like to be around a lot of people and you know that those events are going to draw tons of people, tons of traffic, increase congestion in your area, and you want to get out, get out and rent out your space. Yeah. Back when, when uh, Obama came through uh, town in Denver for the DNC, this was when he had already won the race and there was the big convention and everyone was super excited. It, what was so interesting is that this is in 2008. There were people who were renting one bedroom apartments in downtown Denver for 500 to $1,000 a night because a night. it was so, this, all of the hotels had been sold out. There was so much demand that people could charge that much for a decent one-bedroom apartment. Just think if you did that once or twice a year, how that could offset some of your annual expenses. You might be able to take an extra vacation during the year because you decided to check up with a friend for a night and, <laughs> and then rent out your place for that weekend. Exactly. Right. And of course, you know, you have to be in the location where those types of events happen. Not everybody has that opportunity available to them. But if you do, and especially if you're, at, you know, since LGBTQ people are gravitate towards more expensive cities, there's often those opportunities. So that might be some way to offset some of your living expenses. Okay. Number seven kind of pairs with number five. It's the extra space you may have. If you live in a condo building or a co-op and you have a parking space and you're not using that parking space, you don't have a car or you are able to park on the street and you're comfortable with doing that, rent out that parking space. Our current living situation that we're in right now, we're, we are renting a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo, and there are two parking spaces. We have one car, 
our landlord is renting out the other space to someone else to make some additional income. Again, you don't need to be going out and buying new property or getting really complicated with this. Look at the resources you already have. Is there a way for you to use those to just generate some extra money? And in this case, our landlord, I think, is making an extra $60 or $70 a month by renting that one space. Exactly. Number eight is to do a long-term Airbnb or a geo arbitrage during peak seasons in your city, anywhere from you know two to four months. And while you live in a lower cost city somewhere else, we sort of touched on this a little bit when we interviewed Allie and Allison of All Options Considered. They they uh, they were doing a lot of uh, geo arbitrage at that time, um, and it's it's a great way to offset some of your expenses, right? Especially if you know if, if we live, we're currently living in, in Vegas right now. Summertime can get crazy here with all the people who come, all the tourists who come here. On top of it, it's like 150 degrees. So, <laughs> so something that we could do, we haven't done, but something that we could do is go to a lower cost city, maybe stay with David's mother and father-in-law for a couple of months. No, we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> while, while we sublet our place here in, in Las Vegas. Yeah. And of course, that wouldn't replicate for everybody's situation, but that's something you can take advantage of. Um, there are a lot of smaller places that are LGBTQ friendly that you can go to that aren't as expensive. You can live or spend some time there while you're renting out your more expensive location. Yeah. This was actually what, when we were in Sichez, Spain for three months, I had some conversations with some locals and this wasn't an uncommon thing. Sichez is, uh, especially during the high season between basically May till about the end of August, the rentals for places there can get quite steep. And especially during June and July, the high season, there is a huge demand. And so we saw uh, or talked to folks who would actually leave basically in May and return at the end of September. And during that whole time period, they were Airbnb their place out either short term or at maybe a month at a time. And really what that allowed them to do is not only some of them were taking off and going on vacation for several months because they had the ability to do that, but others were going and spending time with family or they were actually living in a much cheaper part of the country or part of the world that allowed them to earn extra money. So if you live in a high demand or a very seasonally specific location, a very touristy location, think about could you potentially do this? And it does, again, it doesn't need to be for a huge amount of time. Maybe it's you're going away for a month. And with so many people being able to live and work from anywhere now, if you have if you live in a really high demand place and you're able to go live with your in-laws or friends or something like that, <laughs> it may open you up to the opportunity to make some extra money that you're able to use to get to- closer to your financial goals. So I think he's saying, mama, no, we're no, coming no, no, we home. Not, no, we are not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the final and probably ultimate strategy is the one where you're blowing all of this up. And that is to have enough rental property that the profit from that rental property can cover your living expenses, whether that's covering your mortgage or covering all of your living expenses. That's one of the foundational pieces of early retirement that a lot of folks talk about, that they say suggest that you have your investments, your paper assets and things like stocks and mutual funds and, and that. Then you have potentially have a business of your own where you're earning some money. And then the third leg of that is having some real estate and that real estate is generating some income. And for a number of folks in the financial independence, retire early community, 
that's where they have focused a lot of their attention is on building up enough real estate that it does allow them to live the lifestyle that they want. Exactly. So to recap, tip number one, buy a multifamily property that can cover your mortgage or your rent. Get roommates wherever you're living, whether you're, uh, you own a property or you're renting a property. Move in and become a roommate and rent out your space uh, to somebody else. And hopefully you're making more money than you're paying for rent. Airbnb rooms several weeks a month while staying with friends or family, or, or you could do a possible swap. Number five, rent out the space that you have, such as a garage for storage for someone else. Number six is using that short-term rental of your place for special events, like maybe a convention or a sporting event that is coming through your town. Number seven, rent out your garage space if you're not using it to someone else, especially if you're living in a condo building or a co-op. Number eight, do a longer term Airbnb that allows you to do some geo arbitrage or allows you to go live somewhere that's much cheaper than what it is that you're renting your place for. And then finally, build a rough uh, a real estate investment portfolio that either covers your living expenses or allows you to grow income so that you can cover all of your expenses and retire early. Number nine there is pretty much what Robert Kiyosaki talks about, and that is have enough investment income covering your living expenses. And that's all we're trying to do. So stay tuned for your career money takeaway from this episode. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Rent or mortgage is one of the biggest expenses for most people especially for folks in retirement. Think creatively how you can cut this expense or even create systems like house hacking to eliminate or profit from it. Then as graduation season is just around the corner and you want to be the best gunkle, aunt, mom, or dad, join us next week when we share five post-college saving goals that you can share with your niece, your nephew, or your children. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thanks and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.